Welcome to the Pod Junkie Podcast, episode number 23. Welcome to the Pod Junkie Podcast, where I bring you self-development tips inspired by my own life experiences, guest expert interviews in all areas of business, and I also share tons of resources, mostly other podcasts, that have made me either laugh, think, act, or dig deeper into myself. I am Lauren Dean, a podcast stylist, author, and of course, a podcast junkie. I thrive on sharing and helping others to grow. Let's get right into the show. Hello, junkies. Welcome to another show, another wonderful show. This is going to be a fun one. I love talking about this topic of emotional eating, and there's so many different ways that this can go. So the guest that I have today, her name is Amy Lancy, and she is a certified holistic health coach. We're going to go right into her story, and she's going to share lots of insights on her personal story, which is one of my favorite ways to talk to people. This is more of a chat, less of an interview, so I am going to let Amy take over right here and just tell us a little bit about herself, what she does, and then we're just going to go right into her story. But before we go into her story, I'm going to have one question for you. So first tell us what you do and um, a little bit about yourself. All right, so uh, my name is Amy Lancy. I'm a certified holistic health coach. I help uh, busy and guilt-driven women to lose their first 10 pounds by focusing on their mindset and their emotional eating. And, you know, together we work on, like, uh, being down down an inner critic and then, you know, finding their self-worth and then finally be able to let them them, um, basically step forward into uh, the life that they deserve. Yeah, that's something that so many of us women entrepreneurs and just women in general struggle with. It's such a struggle. And a lot of it, I would say all of it, in in my opinion, since I've been through it as well, realizing that I've been through it and worked through it, it's all about emotions. Emotion, emotions will stunt us and they will kick us to the ground until we realize what the hell it is that we're going through. So, Amy, before we get into your personal story, the month of October, when the show is airing, is all about the topic of play. These are the topics that I choose for myself in my solo shows that I like to talk about. So, during that month, I like to ask the guests, what does the word play mean to you, and how do you use this in your, maybe not everyday life, but during your life? Um, how do you play as an adult? Because I love to hear this. This is, this is a fun, fun topic and we all need to play. So tell us what that means to you. It means geeking out. <laughs> like, uh, um, it, it, like it means to me, I get to binge watch my favorite TV show. Like for instance, like Agents of Shield, or like anything Joss Whedon, or just like being able to watch my favorite movies when I have the chance. Uh, it just means that I get to um, 
do what I love to do, just kind of like to zone out into like these other worlds and kind of in a way kind of imagine myself in them, like in this like kind of fantastical idea. And then that alone kind of gives me inspiration um, in my own life after that. So I don't get to do that every day, but um, but I do try to do it whenever I can. It's kind of hard with a toddler, but um, but I, I also get to uh, tune out to music too, which I also consider that geeking out in a way too. Yeah, I love that. It's so important. Netflix is so important. <laughs> it really, it really is because there's so much stress in life, good or bad. There's both types of stress, but playing, I think, is essential. And we don't really think about that a lot in life, which is why I like to highlight that topic, especially since Halloween is this month. And to me, that's a big, a big time to play because you sort of get to dress up and and pretend to be someone that you're not in a fun way. And I kind of like to live through that through my daughter. And I get to enjoy that type of stuff with her. So I love to hear what other people have to say. And um, yeah, that's the reason why I chose that topic for this month. Because play is a huge, a huge area. You know, during Halloween, we get to have a lot of fun and dress up and do silly things and get candy and all that fun thing. So thanks for sharing that. But yeah, with a toddler, you can't do that every single day. But when you do, it's so special and it's so relaxing. And I encourage everyone to play in some way every single day, even if it's zoning out for five minutes, you know, play in your own mind, think about things, really enjoy life. It's a major part I think that we all need to work on and I consider play like self-care as well so yeah thanks I for sharing. Too. Yeah right. Oh, no problem and then my daughter also forces me to play in her way because we go to the playground like every day after work so in a way she she kind of forces me to go play with her so I have to thank her for that. <laughs> yes yeah having a kid I feel like you have an excuse, more of an excuse and more of a reason to really get into that play mindset and just have fun because our kids want to play with us. And that's really the best way I think to play is, you know, get down on the floor and, and play with the little ones because it sort of takes your mind off so many other things that's going on in life. And that's a lot. That really is exactly. a lot. Exactly. So I yeah. definitely agree. Yeah. That's awesome. It is. It really is. All right. So let's just jump right into your story. Why don't you tell us, um, really, this is where you have the opportunity to share whatever you want. You can go as deep as you want. This is an unfiltered show. You can say whatever you want in however you want. This is, this is your time to just get right into your story and share with us how you got to where you're do what you're doing right now. Okay, so um, I guess we get started at the beginning. So I actually uh, start out in life as a very shy, very introverted kid, like so much so that um, that I used to hide underneath the table whenever my family would go out to dinner. So I was obviously very, um, very scared of the world to begin with, and um, and to you know kind of go into that. I also I'm also uh, Chinese American. I'm third generation Chinese, Chinese American. My family has been here since the 1930s, 1940s, which, you know, there's a lot of rich culture. You're very proud of your culture, very, very um, loyal to your family. But the thing is, it kind of has that catch-22 with 
you know, you want so much for their approval. You work so hard to make them proud, and uh, and that's a lot to have on your shoulder. So you kind of think that you know I was already um, very um, an emotional kid, but then I was introverted. I was shy, and you know I had all this on my shoulders. I had this pressure to always get straight A's in school, and while like balancing like you know newspaper staff and orchestra and swim team and just you know all of this um, you know just on my plate and at the same time I started gaining weight starting in second grade I I used to be actually really skinny but then I get I discovered food but then I went the other extreme and I ate started eating a lot and then my weight would continue to fluctuate from second grade all the way up to I was, you know, the age of 28. So it was like a 20-year struggle. And it it actually, so this whole, my whole weight gain happened in all my impressionable years, like all, in, all throughout elementary school, middle school, and high school. You know, all the years where all you want to do is fit in. Like, that's all you want to do as a kid. And, um, and in high school, all I wanted was a guy to ask me out. And I was great at being friends with guys. Like I was very much into comic books and anime and manga. Like I was very much like I can very much relate to them on that level. At least the guys at my high school were into that. And I was very good about being a sisterly figure but in terms of like actually like guys asking me out. Mm, no, that wasn't really uh, in the cards for me. And I did have a couple of very short-lived relationships as I got older, but, you know, very, they literally were only from two to four weeks long, like very, very short-lived. And they were not the kind of guys that I wanted to be with uh, forever. And so, you know, with all that, you know, my weight fluctuating up and down. And at the age of 24, I decided that it was time for me to have that relationship, relationship that I wanted. No more waiting for the guys to come to me. Like, no more, um, you know, wishing that I was skinny because I felt like only the skinny girls got the guys. And I was like, hey, you know what? I'm just going to sign up for this online dating site. And gonna find a guy that that will make me happy, and uh, I did. Three months later, I found this man who, uh, you know, we emailed back and forth, we uh, chatted on the phone, and then we actually finally met in a coffee shop, and we we hit it up, we hit it up, uh, we hit it off right away, and. What happened was uh, after we hugged outside and we said hello, we came inside the the coffee shop. And after while we were waiting for our drinks, there was a a chair that looked like a like a lounge chair uh, that a therapist would have in their office. And I was like, oh, that looks like a therapist lounge chair. And then uh, the guy decided to just like you know lay on the lounge chair. And then all of a sudden, me and him reenacting me as the therapist, and he was the patient, and I was like, oh, so where did tell me how it um, where did it all started? and you know just this whole like role playing thing and it just like really hit it off with just um, a sense of humor and such and so like you know we uh, we fell in love and uh, and I you know keep in mind though I was about 203 pounds at this point in my life uh, the heaviest I had ever been and then shortly after I met him I found out I had fatty liver and I was only 24 years old at the time so, you know, it was pivotal that I needed to lose weight in order to get my liver back to normal. And at the same time, I was falling in love with a man who, 
you know, it was shaking my mindset. Like, I honestly thought I had to be a certain weight to get any kind of guy's attention, especially the good guys. Like, I thought I, thought I had to be a certain size in order to find Prince Charming. And no, my husband, uh, sorry, I gave away the spoiler, that he would be this man, who is my husband now, that he fell in love with me, and it didn't matter what size I was. And so... With that, like, actually, because I was so happy and I took care of myself, um, knowing that, you know, all I wanted to do was just uh, prioritize this life that I had, especially since I had fatty liver and I, um, within six months, I lost 10 pounds without trying. And, uh, and that kind of came with taking care of myself, being happy, being confident that I was worth taking care of, that I was worth going to sleep earlier and getting more sleep, that I was worth eating better, that I was worth, you know, just watching my life just the way it was and prioritizing my own needs and my own wants and giving myself permission to, to really dive into those and then so uh, another four and a half years later, after going uh, through some plateaus and, and there's a lot of hard work and sweat and a lot of internal work, I lost about 60 pounds and I, my liver is back to normal and it's been normal for the last several years. And uh, my husband and I, we've been, well, let's see, I guess, yeah, it'll be five years. October 1st that we've been married and now we have a little girl and uh, we live happily in San Diego and I feel like I have a much better sense of who I am as a woman and as a person and um, I just couldn't be happier. That's awesome. I have a question. I actually wanted to ask this way but I didn't want to stop you. You were just on such a roll telling the story so well. When, oh, thank you. When you realized that point where you just didn't want to wait anymore and you had signed up for the dating site like was there something that triggered that because it's such a young age for someone to sort of realize this this is the issue here this is what I need to do this is what I want to do like a lot of us know this but a lot of us don't act on it so I'm just wondering was there something that just sort of pissed you off or was there something that came like clear into play was there something telling you that I don't need to worry about my weight anymore I need to just get out and do what I want to do because that seems like such an empowering message to get across to young girls because I'm in my late 30s and there's still a lot of us my age some even older who have not even gotten to that point yet so I feel like if there was something in your mind at that point in your life that made you realize that you're just done with this, that could be really, really empowering and can open a lot of eyes because I totally see what you mean and I went through it in my last relationship, but it happened to me in a relationship. So now it's, it's even easier for me to just push forward, but I'm wondering what it was for you. Uh, so it's actually interesting you bring that up. So I actually remember the moment I signed up for that dating site, it was it was literally I think probably three or four days after my twenty fourth birthday 
and I think I realized that I've, I have friends who can be in a relationship one after another so easily, easily, and yet for me myself, I had trouble, and I actually had tried to actually step outside of my own box by going to comedy clubs and trying to be more social, and you know, this just, it just didn't feel like me. And the the guy I was looking for, he, um, he, I knew he, I wasn't gonna find him in a bar, and. There was a point um, on that night uh, after my 24th birthday that, you know, it was late at night. I was up, you know, just searching the internet, and I realized, like, gosh, I'm I'm so lonely, and you know what, like, you know, it, I'm just gonna try this, and because it fits within my lifestyle, um, because I'm so such an introvert, and you know, I I will find the right guy, possibly. And if, when I do, it'll be on my own terms because, like I said, the kind of guy I was looking for was not the kind of guy that I would find in the bar just because I'm not the kind of girl that likes to go to a bar. And I think I realized, like, it couldn't hurt. It couldn't hurt to kind of just step into this arena, this online dating site. Because if I don't try, then everything will just stay the same. And I know exactly what that meant for me I, and I wanted things to change and so I felt like this way I mean worse kind of worse nothing actually happens and I didn't have to fear the risk and at the same time like it was putting myself out there but you know what like it was I was finally at the point where I felt like I was worth it um, where I felt like I had love to give and I felt like someone could love me out there. And I honestly do believe that there are people that will click with you. I mean, it depends on how you, where you are in your life and what lessons you need to learn. But I honestly feel like there are people that will match up with you. And I'm not saying about soulmates, because I honestly feel soulmates can be friends. And then it could, you can have multiple soulmates. But I... Um, I mean, like, the, there are people that will click with you in that way and will teach you things, and I wanted to find that person for myself. Yeah, that sounds really, really cool. It sounds like you were just fed up and you just wanted to be who you were, but maybe you were still a little bit uncomfortable on actually getting out there, so you wanted to give this a shot. And then when you were telling the story about being... Um, doing, I guess, the role-playing with him on the couch, that sounds funny. <laughs> but everyone heard it. So, yeah, it sounds oh, like, like in that moment, you kind of realized that that this was right, that this felt right to you, and he was almost the, what's the word? He was, um, I can't think of the word. I really can't think of the word. <laughs> I can't help you. Part of me is like, oh, I'm trying to look for the word too. Um, he he was. I uh, have the word right on the tip of my tongue. Anyway, let's let's go another direction with that. It almost <laughs> made, <laughs> it almost sounds like he was <clears throat> the one thing that you needed to boost yes. your confidence to make you realize that hey, yeah, I don't need to be a certain weight for someone to love me, for someone to accept me. 
this is just how it is. And it's like we all see in our heads. We all make this crazy thing up in our heads that we need to be a certain way to be loved. But when you finally put yourself out there and you're scared as hell that it's all bullshit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Did I sum that up pretty well without even being no. able to think of the word? <laughs> no, no, no. I think you got it. I think you got it on the nose. I think it's just that, yeah, he was basically the uh, my evidence that what I was thinking all throughout high school, as a lot of us find when we get past that point of high school, that, you know what, like, we, we have a certain... Um, belief system really and then we base that off of our classmates our classmates you know project that onto us and it's and it's not so much that they're trying to it's just that that's what they believe too so they're all like bouncing off of each other and I just needed somebody to bounce me out of my box and that was him yeah, yeah, that that is awesome, and I love that. I, I really do, because like I said before, it's so important for us to, to get this, a point, this point across to young girls. And even to me, for you to do that at such a young age, when a lot of us are still trying to figure out, you know, why am I not accepted? Why am I not loved? It feels like you got to that point and you just took that action step to push yourself a little bit further when a lot of people stay scared and in that box for such a long period of time that they're just sacrificing their happiness. So yeah, that is huge. And I definitely applaud you for just doing it and, oh, and finding out that yeah, the world is filled with great guys who aren't going to judge you for your weight. They want to actually know, they want to know who you are. And I feel like men, in a way, they kind of get a bad rap mm -hmm. because of us. <laughs> oh, because yeah. we, we think that this is what they want, and yet do we really ask them what they want? Most of the times, no. We just assume Exactly, exactly. And it's just so interesting how we just live in a world of assumptions sometimes and that, you know, um, you, everyone just assumes that everyone wants to head cheerleader and it's actually like, well, really, they probably just want someone that they can relate to. And, um, and I, I, you know, I always look at, you know, these, uh, these women in Hollywood that uh, like Megan Fox, I think she's gorgeous, and I'm like, okay, any guy would love her. But then there's some guys that just feel like, no, I rather prefer a regular girl, or I, or I prefer someone who maybe has a little bit more weight on her, or just I just prefer someone that I can have a conversation with for like hours and hours, and you know, we'd just be doing nothing special, and we could just have fun anyways. And um, and yeah, I definitely think that it's just interesting because I. I, like I said, I am a natural introvert, and yet I feel like we have so much trouble communicating even with people who are not introverts. And I, I know you, uh, you thank, thank you for praising me for stepping out of my box when I did. And I, I have to say that it is my introvertedness that kind of helped in a way, too, because I, I have friends who are serial monogamous, and I watch them 
go from one relationship to another, to another, to another. And I used to think that that was the better route to, I mean, I thought they were like on a higher level than me because at least they were getting into a relationship. But for myself, I actually just kind of learned from their mistakes, like things that went wrong in their relationships that they would confide in me. And it, it did help me kind of give me perspective that even though I thought I was, I was somewhat not on a lower level but than them, but just not as worthy, like not not as deserving as them to be in a relationship. I also kind of just kind of put that in my mental toolbox, like okay, like communication is key with when it comes to a relationship, or like you know a guy shouldn't be treating you this way, or a girl shouldn't be treating her guy that way, or you know even for same-sex couples, like partners should not be. Um, doing certain big things like with money without consulting the other person you know or it, there needs to be a foundation there and uh, just kind of learning that there is a honeymoon period and I got to see through the eyes of my other my friends without experiencing this myself that there's a honeymoon period when you finally see who the person actually really is and when you do see that person it does the it does determine the success of that relationship. So I would have to say that it's just um, it's just interesting that when you're not getting out there, maybe like the social butterflies, you still can learn a lot about a relationship before you get into it. Yeah, that's that's really important, and I think you really simplified it by just saying communication and. And looking around to see what's going on, it's, it's it's basically like stop trying to reinvent the wheel and just go with things that are working. And that's just in life in general, you know. Why make everything so difficult? I feel like we really do that. And when it comes down to you realizing that, you know, men have the same insecurities that women do, and we look at ourselves way different than anyone else will and so do men so the men are just intimidated as we are and if we just stop to think about that how crazy that sounds and that we're making things so difficult no one wants someone who's perfect because then they feel they have to be perfect and that's just too much freaking work in my eyes anyway oh no i definitely think so and and actually when you talk about um men and perceptions. I actually was uh, thinking about my husband and how we had talked about our previous dating histories and I, I believe that you know he had been in the online dating game for a while. Um, it's it, it's funny how a lot of online dating uh, success stories is usually like one partner's on the dating site for a couple years and the other person's only on for a couple months because it's just a matter of like who signs on and who uh, who is actually like enrolled into the program. But so he was the one that was on it for a few years, and I do remember that he, he felt like a, a little discouraged sometimes because you know he's five foot eight, so he's a couple inches taller than me. So. He's about average, but he did feel like he needed to be over six feet tall in order to get, you know, the attention of some girls, or he just felt like certain girls were looking for something, and it's just, it's interesting, because, yeah, you don't really think about it for guys too much, but he he definitely substantiated that for me, and it's totally unfair, and I don't know, I just feel like uh, at the 
it's just um, I just feel bad for guys sometimes because they they can't exactly express that that they feel the same kind of body imagery because there's that there's so much body image issues that a woman goes through that it seems almost like we get mad at a guy if they express their own body image issues, issues like, oh, like you don't have, have any idea what it's like to be a woman. And it's true, there's a lot that, um, a lot of issues that we have as women, and it's really tough with what the media gives us, but we, we forget that guys have it, have it hard too, and we don't really give them a chance to voice it, and I feel really bad about that. <laughs> yeah, it's true, it's true. It's women... I don't want to say this, but it's true. Women are much more high maintenance. And mm-hmm. I don't like saying that because I don't feel like I, I am. But in a way, mentally, when a man has to deal with us, we are. <laughs> <laughs> All of our emotions and our hormones. But you know what? They have the same kind of thing. And you're right. They just don't get the attention for it. They're meant to feel like, you know, well, you're a man and you, and you don't have these issues, but they do. They just don't feel that they can express it. And this, this is a whole other show, a whole other episode. Like, we could talk on and on and on about this. <laughs> but, yeah, men deserve that same attention that we do. And really, in the end, when it comes to the end of this, this episode, this show, what we're talking about, we mm-hmm. all deal with the same shit and the same issues and we just need to realize that we're good enough and someone out there is going to be maybe not the perfect match but someone who is willing to listen to all of your crap (laughs) that's really what matters that is really what matters someone who's going to listen to what you have to say and understand and support it and at the same time you need to do the same for that person if you plan on having an extended relationship, whatever that might mean to you in the mm-hmm. end. So. Yeah, it, it, it's kind of like what I say to people about my husband, I, that he's not perfect, but he's perfect for me. Like, he has qualities that I didn't know I needed in a man. Like, he is, he is such a great communicator, and he is such a, you know, has such a strong belief and foundation of, a, of any friendship or relationship. Like, that communication was key, and he, um, you know, he will sit by me and, like, you know, have me talk about my emotions and, you know, just just things that I never really thought about what I wanted in a partner because when you're, when you're kind of, like, in a love-starred um, stage that I was in in high school and in college, you kind of, like, imagine more, like, oh, this guy, he's going to, you know, like reading books like me, or he's gonna be, uh, <laughs> he's gonna, he's gonna uh, wanna take me on romantic walks on the beach. Like you think about like those, uh, those traits, those qualities, but you don't think about the things that you actually need for yourself that you need in someone else to bring that out in you. Like I, I didn't know, I didn't even think about I needed someone who is willing to listen to all my emotional stuff and then let let down his defenses and go more with the logical reasoning even though we're talking about emotions and there's nothing logical about emotions but i needed that i need that kind of quality in a guy who is able to put uh keep his defenses down and just take it 
take it logically one step at a time whenever I have to go on these emotional events of my, you know, sometimes in my daily life. So, um, sorry, I'm trying to think about the original question. Was, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you're basically just saying that my husband is, is not perfect, but he is perfect for me. Yeah, that is beautiful. Definitely beautiful. I love this. This conversation can go on and on and on, but we don't have the time. So, Amy, tell us where we can find more about you um, if people want to reach out and read or contact you. All right. So my website is www.vitalitygeek.com. That's right, thevitalitygeek.com. So you can find my website there. You can also find me on Facebook. I'm also on Twitter at The Vitality Geek. And I, you can also email me at amy.lancy at thevitalitygeek.com. And um, another thing about my website is that if you go to my website, you can also find a little freebie I put together. It's called uh, Eight Quick and Easy uh, Snack Ideas to Promote Weight Loss and Boost Energy because um, I'm I'm totally all for you know any woman whether she wants to lose weight or she wants to stay the way she is or she just wants to be empowered, that's totally great. And but I just want to acknowledge that we're all busy, and so I kind of put this freebie together because I know a lot of women are like I just need something quick to grab on the go. So I kind of put together this picture catalog um, of things that you can basically find anywhere and you can and it's like healthy but it will give you the energy you need and if you happen to want to lose weight then you know it will help you um on that track too so and i try to not to put like exotic things like kale chips in there because i like eating kale sometimes and that's weird for me to say as a health coach but you don't have to eat kale all the time it's so true <laughs> it's you a trend you don't have to eat kale no no i mean i have things like you know peanut butter and a banana like that's that's like good snack on the go or like there's so many other vegetables that you can you can like uh have on your repertoire so I, I so like I said I try not to put things like kale chips where you can only find that at Whole Foods and I understand that like a lot of people are not don't live close to Whole Foods in fact some people live in a food desert so but you can find a banana in 7-Eleven and that those usually are in food deserts so I try to make it as accessible as possible that sounds great definitely sounds great and I have the link so that'll be up in the show notes so people can grab it and um if there's anything else that you want to leave us with, I think we are good for today. Hello? Hello? Uh-oh. I think I lost you. Thank you so much for listening today. Please, if you liked the episode, please share with your friends and colleagues. Also, don't forget to come on over and join us in the Pod Junkie Pad over on Facebook to continue the conversations and really get to know each other. Bye! Bye!